from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Wednesday, February 15th. I'm Marco Werman. Today we speak with an Egyptian presidential candidate. He tells us that Islamists like himself don't hate America, but they don't want to be bullied either. We need to deal with the American people, the American government, on equal footing. America is, uh, is the leading country in the world, it is the biggest power now, and Egypt is a country that cannot be ignored. And later, a mother and son reunion in Yemen turns into a world press photo of the year. Plus, how music can affect the way things taste. BBC News with Sue Montgomery. President Porfirio Lobo of Honduras has suspended the officials in charge of the national prison system after a fire at a jail killed more than 300 inmates. Speaking on state television, Mr Lobo said he was determined to find the cause of the disaster. In este momento estamos reunidos con el Consejo de Defensa y I'm meeting my National Security Council to take the urgent action needed to address this tragedy that grieves all Hondurans. I've instructed the security minister to suspend the officials in charge of the prison and of the national prison system to guarantee a fully transparent investigation. We will do everything to find out what caused this lamentable and unacceptable tragedy. Firefighters said many prisoners were burned alive or asphyxiated in their cells because the keys could not be found. The French president, Nicolas Sarkozy, has confirmed that he will run for a second five-year term in elections in April. He made the announcement live in national television. Mr Sarkozy is currently behind his main rival, the socialist candidate François Hollande, in the opinion polls. Hugh Schofield reports from Paris. Of course it's been an open secret for weeks that Nicolas Sarkozy would be seeking a second term. The only question was when and how he'd declare. In the end, it was in the classic setting of a stage-managed television interview. He told viewers that being a candidate again for him was a duty. The captain of a ship could not abandon the helm in troubled waters. And though he'd been in office for five years already, he said, there was still plenty of work to do. The head of the Eurogroup, Jean-Claude Juncker, has said he's confident that a decision on a second Greek bailout will be taken on Monday. Mr Juncker was speaking after Eurozone finance ministers held a conference call to discuss what more Greece had to do to secure a bailout worth 130 billion euros. He also said that the finance ministers thought that further considerations were necessary regarding the specific mechanisms to strengthen the surveillance of Greece. The United States has downplayed the significance of what Iran called two major advances in its controversial nuclear program. Tehran said it had loaded Iranian-made nuclear fuel rods into a research reactor. It also said that a new generation of centrifuges had been put into operation at the uranium enrichment plant in Natanz. At a briefing in Washington, the U.S. State Department spokeswoman Victoria Nuland said the announcements didn't amount to much. We frankly don't see a lot new here. This is not big news. In fact, it seems to have been hyped. The Iranians have for many months been putting out calendars of accomplishments, and based on their own calendars, they are many, many months behind. This strikes us as calibrated mostly for a, a domestic audience. World News from the BBC. 
The Chinese Vice President Xi Jinping says the time is ripe for a new historical starting point in relations between China and the United States. Addressing U.S. business leaders in Washington, Mr. Xi said China welcomed a constructive role by the U.S. in promoting peace in the Asia-Pacific region. But he said the U.S. had to respect China's interests and concerns in the area. He said both countries should increase mutual trust and remove suspicions. The Sri Lankan army has agreed to investigate allegations that government forces committed war crimes in the final stage of the conflict against the Tamil Tigers in 2009. A British television documentary alleged that government forces were involved in the mass killing of civilians and the execution of prisoners. The Sri Lankan army has always denied this.